and it's okay not to be okay. One in five adults experience mental illness. One in five. No one can ever use your mental illness against you. We have to have trust yeah. that people can help. I just got a grasp on it in the past year because I've been dealing with anxiety my whole life, so I started going to therapy for it. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. My mom has dealt with anxiety, so a lot of times stuff is within your family, but if you never named it, if you didn't... And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Hi, I'm B, and I am exhausted. Seriously, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm drained. The lack of motivation is literally out of this world. And honestly and truly speaking, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, you know, I was I was struggling with myself because... You guys have not had a podcast <laughs> drop in a while. And, you know, I wrote out a schedule of how I was going to continue to do them bi-weekly. And every time I do that, it's just like something comes up. And then it makes me question whether or not do I even still want to do the podcast as a whole. And it sucks. But bottom line is like I'm unable to create I'm unable to produce I'm unable to do anything simply because I am exhausted and I just don't know what to do about it anymore and so I figured I would just at least come on here and talk to you guys about it um because just maybe you guys are feeling the same way so this is episode four of season two of the therapy podcast and today we're going to talk about burnout and mental exhaustion so if you are anything like me I've just been plain tired I wake up I don't want to start my day um I wake up and I feel like I I hate my job like the routines of being home during COVID is just really starting to feel monotonous and I'm not pressed to go back into the office, but for whatever reason, I just, I, I don't have the motivation to do what I like to do, which is to help other people. And so when we truly think about burnout and, and mental fatigue, it's important to note that mental fatigue isn't necessarily the result that anything has gone wrong, um, but it's more so just an accumulation of too much. And I feel like that's what's happening right now. There's just an accumulation of too many things going on around me. I'm burned out from work. I run my private practice, which is great. We're expanding. I've hired new employees. But now that school's out and I don't get to see my kid clients as much, my full-time job is giving me more adult clients. And... I lie to y'all not, out of 11 new adult clients, at least five of them y'all want to talk about a death of a close family member that they've experienced in the last six months. And I really be like, what? (laughs) The loss of my mother um, was in September of 2019. And so it hasn't even been a year. And at first I was like, okay, God, are you trying to shape me some kind of way? Are you trying to position me in some kind of way? where I'm supposed to help other people who are dealing with loss because this also happened when she first passed. But the fact that it has not changed is too much. 
And I finally had to say, this is, this is too much. And so I tried to advocate for myself at work. Um, it didn't happen in the way that I, I wanted it to. And so I ultimately ended up making a decision of, okay, so if we can't do um, any reasonable accommodations, then it's just time for me to take FMLA because I'm tired. I'm tired from this idea of responsibility. Um, you know, when COVID first started, we were always like, oh yeah, I'm cleaning my house. I'm getting things organized, blah, blah, blah. Y'all, I'm tired of cleaning. I don't know if I could clean anymore. I feel like I even make subtle messes sometimes because I keep trying to clean. I'm like, oh, well, let's start this new organization project. Y'all, I didn't redo my entire home office. And now that it's done, I'm like, dang, I should have painted. But I'm tired from responsibility. I'm tired of this idea that everything has to to be in a specific place in order for it to just function properly. I'm tired of responsibility. I am tired of putting more into relationships than I give out. That in itself could be a sermon, so I don't know <laughs> how long I'm going to spend on this one, but you know, a lot of times relationships are not equally yoked and we expect for relationships to just happen. We expect for them to go with the flow, but honestly and truly relationships take friendship type relationships. I'm sorry. Take the same amount of intentionality that it does when you're in an intimate relationship. And so I really have had time to see what relationships and things are serving me and which are not. And in that process, when I realized that something is no longer serving me, I found myself saying, I'm tired. And, you know, I've put some things out on the forefront when it comes to certain people. And they're like, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to change. And I was like, but do I even want to wait for a change? I'm already tired. <laughs> I'm already tired. And, and, you know, it's great to have an open line of communication with people. But there's a fine line between communicating your needs and allowing somebody to address them and honor them and literally waiting for somebody to do something that they don't have the capacity to do. And so I had just gotten to a place where I was like, is this serving me? Do I have a capacity for it to exist in the way that it's currently existing? And if the answer is no, I had to like, you know, cry that last cry, drop that last tear because it was me ending certain relationships, but it was ultimately like, I'm tired and I can't keep trying to operate out of this place of mental exhaustion. And lastly, I am tired of just what ha what has always been the reality of being black. I am tired of the reality of what it means to be a black woman and no one no one cares. I am proud to be black. I am proud to be a woman. I am proud to be a black woman. But even with all those things said, it's almost like it is expected of us to just take things. Um in the in my book club, we're reading a book called Black Pain by Terry Williams and I want to say it's in chapter three. Yeah, in chapter three where they talked about depression in men. I wish it would rain. There's an excerpt that discusses like, why is it so hard for men to be vulnerable? Why is it so hard for men to actually convey and express when they are struggling, when they are going through depression? And 
although, you know, that passage, that excerpt seemed to have centered on depression of black men, what stood out to me was that it is expected of women to be weak. It is expected of women to be vulnerable. And because of that, you know, it's, it seems as though it is easy for black women to have a space where they can say, I'm not okay. Because of that, it's a, it creates a space for black women to say, um, you know, I'm hurting. But what it also does, it creates a space where other people, including black men, don't believe us. And, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody is familiar of the story of um, the boy who cried wolf, right? That old folktale when we were younger. And it's almost like, is it so expected that black women will be vulnerable, can be quote unquote weak, they're open with their feelings, that people don't take them seriously? And I'm tired of that idea. You know, our timelines are no longer swarming um, with headlines about Brianna, and it sucks because there was a mod, there was Brianna, there was George Floyd, there's Elijah, and you know there's so many others. And you know recently we have been on the front lines of the protests. We have been signing petitions, going viral on on the internet, reposting, protesting, doing all these things, and. Even the small changes that we've seen, such as people being fired, people having charges come against them, the one story that has not shifted any in the narrative is the story of Brianna. In Brianna's story, not one police officer has been fired. Not one police officer has been charged. And we was going just as hard for her as we were for every other person. And so... Why aren't black women protected? And when I think about that, I'm tired all over again. I'm tired. And I just don't know what to do in this space anymore. It's hard. It's hard being in this space where every time we we close our eyes and open them again, there's a new problem. COVID isn't going away. People are pretending that it did. Um, But if we continue to pretend that it's not there if we continue to not wear our mask and be around people who are maybe asymptomatic and then we take it back to family members or children or whatever you know more deaths are are going to follow many people still aren't working many people still can't meet their basic needs and then in our fight for justice we are starting to dig up old stories like the story of elijah and it just breaks my heart all over again, and it just reminds me of just how tired that I am. I say all this to say that I've been feeling so guilty for not being able to produce for you guys. We haven't had a Breathe With B. We haven't had a podcast. And to be quite honest with you guys, the only reason that I have this um, conference coming up with Girl Vows because it was something that I've already committed to. But as much as I want to be there and talk things out and support my people and give them tools to take care of their own mental health and mental wellness, I have to really take the time to admit that I am tired. So if that is you, and if you are in the same place that I am am in currently, I wanted to offer you um, a few things to do when you notice that you're feeling burnt out. 
or if you're noticing that you were just feeling tired. So first and foremost, um, there are signs of being mentally exhausted and it can manifest itself in many ways. Some of the signs of mental exhaustion is one, physical fatigue. Your body feels tired and you rather just curl up in the bed or on a long chair or on the couch or whatever. Um, even though you've spent most of your day like doing work or watching TV if you're not working right now. Even even though you've been relaxing, when you try to do something else, you feel the need to still just do nothing. Another sign of mental exhaustion is impatience and irritability. You you snappy right now. <laughs> you are quickly triggered. You are easily angered. Um, and you're just overall just more emotionable, emotional, I'm sorry. Another sign of mental exhaustion is the inability to concentrate or focus. It becomes harder to finish your work. It can even be hard to start your work. You're finding it more difficult to make decisions, find the right words, or even just to 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 get one thing done at a time. The inability to focus or concentrate. And you know, and I'm gonna pause right there to give you guys a full moment of transparency. So when my mom died, I was dealing with, you know, lack of motivation, depression, just kind of really checking out, but I still needed to work. And so I went my th- me and my therapist talked about short-term medication management. And I, you know, I started taking an antidepressant at night, um, which was Lexapro. And then during the day I was taking a stimulant, which is Adderall. And everything we hear about Adderall, y'all, it works. <laughs> but and, and which is why it's it's hard for me even now, um, five months in, it's hard for me to take it every day because I don't want to feel like that. But what I noticed, even when I was taking it, while I was up and alert and I could quote unquote get things done, I still wasn't doing the things that I needed to do. And some of the things that I needed to do was the documentation for my therapy job. And it's like I'm on this medication. It is clear. It is 100%, 110% clear that this medication works and I'm still not able to produce. And I had to say to myself, there, there really might not be anything wrong with you except the fact that you are tired. And because of that, um, you know, I have applied for FMLA. And so within two weeks, I won't be working for a period of time um, because I am tired. So... If you are in that same space, here are some ways to ease your mental exhaustion. First and foremost, make fewer decisions. Every single day we are forced to make decisions about little things, about small things. Our mental energy and self-control can take a hit from that. Um, And when we feel an overload, we are more likely to make unhealthy decisions decisions and which usually means doing what is easiest such as laying on the couch rather than exercising um going out to grab something from Wendy's versus cooking (laughs) and so all of those things end up impacting us physically as well so in order to kind of offset this dip in your mental energy it will be good to limit your decisions during the day With that being said, you might need to make a menu for the week. You need to already decide what it is you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do all your shopping on Sunday, maybe even meal prep if that's easier for you. 
That way, if you start to fall into a routine, your brain is not working as hard when you reach certain parts of the day. Another thing that you can do is to start seeing green. Go out and really enjoy nature. Take a mini break, whether that's looking out the window, whether that's taking a short walk or even just sitting on the porch. Um, It's really important for us to have micro breaks. It's something that many people do when we are naturally stressed. Um, And the reason that we do that, where we kind of like just zone out, look at the sky, look at the trees or seek nature, is because it can help us to concentrate and to maintain performance. So one thing that that does, it helps to create mental clarity. And so one way to create mental clarity is to do a 16-minute reset every day. So for 16 minutes a day, I would want to challenge you to sit and do absolutely nothing. Don't look at TV, don't read a book, don't scroll on Instagram, don't listen to music. Because even though you might think you're doing nothing, when you do those um, subtle tasks, your brain is still at work. But if you stare at a wall, if you stare at the clouds, if you stare at the trees, your brain is not being forced to function in any kind of capacity. And doing that for 16 minutes can... Um, do a manual enforced reset on the brain and help to overall just bring you more clarity. Another thing that you need to do is to get up and go. Literally 20 minutes um, can just improve your blood fro- your blood flow. Oh my God, I can't talk today. Increase your blood flow to the brain. And as long as oxygen and blood are moving to the brain appropriately, um, our overall mood, memory, and creativity is improved. If you need help on ways to do that, you can check out some of the past Breathe with Bees um, about just kind of how to force oxygen to the brain and just making sure that our body is getting all the oxygen it needs, all the blood that it needs to every area so that we can perform at our optimal efficiency levels. And the most important thing to do is to take time off. Whether it's a short break, an hour a day, a week away, you know, a weekend of nothing. Taking time off is essential to fighting mental fatigue. And you can do this even on your busiest days. Take 30 minutes. Take an hour. Just, you know, what else can you do except for what you feel like you are required to do? Take a break. Take a break. So... Sleepiness is also um, a form of fatigue. You know, we feel extra sleepy. You're like, okay, am I just not getting enough sleep every night? When really that's, you know, that's not really it. It could be that you feel like you have nothing else to do. Your exhaustion is just like, I just don't want to do anything. Sleep is another one of the ones that falls into um Sleep is another one of those things that falls into like the physical symptoms. And I brought sleep up like that because I just don't want you to be tricked by it. So yes, it is important for us to get an efficient amount of hours of sleep every night. But laying down, resting, and getting sleep should not impede this idea of you getting up to move and get your blood flowing for at least 30 minutes a day. So lastly, I wanted to talk about um, things that can cause burnout. We focused in the beginning um, the things that was causing me burnout 
Um, but there are so many other things that can cause burnout. And so, you know, I just want you to be aware of them just in case you are in the same season or need to analyze the season that you are in. So six areas that can lead to burnout is workload. Does your workload match your capacity? Are you able to effectively get your work done? If your workload is more than your current capacity, just make a plan to change it up. What should you be responsible for in the morning, the afternoon, etc.? Where should you have breaks built in? All those kind of things. So do a check-in with yourself and find out, does your workload meet your capacity? A perceived lack of control is number two. Feeling like you lack autonomy, access to resources. Um, all of those things are hard. All of those things could easily make us feel like we are out of control. And so if you feel like you are losing control over your life and your circumstances, ask yourself, what exactly is causing me to feel this way? Is it that people, your boss or your employees are contacting you outside of work hours? Is it because you are spending too much time trying to figure out a way to communicate with friends and not having any me times? Um, or do you just not have enough predictability in terms of the things that are happening from a day-to-day -day basis? Ask yourself then, what can you do to shift the situation? If it's about boundaries, create them. <laughs> We're going to eventually have an episode specifically on boundaries. But if it's a boundary issue, then honor yourself. Practice a little self-respect and put some boundaries in place. Fairness. Think about whether you believe that you are receiving fair and equitable treatment. Fairness exists in all of our relationships. Fairness exists in this um, time that we're in right now when we're talking about racial injustices. And so many of us, the majority of us, and every person of color is not experiencing fairness. And that can result in burnout. So as much as it might feel crazy for you not to be in the know of every single thing that is happening right now in society... Take mental breaks. You have to take time away from social media. Take time away from watching videos of black and brown people being killed. Take time away. Um, your body needs that. Your body deserves that. Community is another one. Who are you around? How supportive and trusting are the people that you are in relationships with? We can't choose our family. We can't choose our coworkers, but we can choose the dynamics of those relationships. We can choose our friends. We can choose the people we are in intimate relationships with. And those just require boundaries and self-respect. Burnout can be contagious. And so if you find that somebody who you are in a relationship with, work, familial, intimate, friends, whatever, if that person is experiencing high burnout, high mental exhaustion, high stress, and they aren't doing anything but using you as a dump pot, it can easily become contagious. So be cautious of that. Create boundaries and also create space for yourself to be able to step away from that. Um, number five is a mismatch in values. If you highly value something that either you're workplace does not, if you highly value something that society does not, 
if you highly value something that your partner does not, your motivation and your um, perseverance levels can significantly drop. When you're assessing this level of mental exhaustion and burnout, you have to think very carefully about how important it is for you to match your values with those people who you surround yourself with on a daily basis. All in all, burnout is simply not just about being tired or being sleepy. It's a multifaceted issue that requires a multifaceted solution. So we have to sincerely think about what is contributing to my burnout, what is contributing to my exhaustion, and what is it that I am going to choose to do about it. So my name is Brianna and I am exhausted. In order to combat this exhaustion, I am taking FMLA for my full-time job. I'm cutting my caseload in half with my private practice. And I'm just not sure how often you guys will be getting content for a little while because I have to refill my cup. I encourage you and I challenge you to do the same thing. Evaluate yourself, evaluate the different areas in your life and where are you feeling the most exhausted? Nine times out of 10, if you are exhausted, you are not producing. And if you are producing, you are not producing well. And if you cannot produce well, then you honestly and truly are not being a benefit to anybody involved, anybody at the receiving end of what you're going through or what you're trying to produce. So be a friend to yourself, practice some self-compassion and figure out what do you need to do to kind of shift the narrative for yourself and to support your own mental health and well-being. So I hope that you learned something today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Therapy Podcast. And until next time, live well, be well. Bye.